He is racing royalty in the St. Louis area. He competed in 905 races in NASCAR's top three divisions. What a career for Kenny Wallace. And it'll be punctuated very shortly by going into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. He joins us now. Kenny, first of all, congratulations. How did you get the news and what does this one mean to you? Well, hello, my friend. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, yeah, I got I got the phone call from the hall, and uh, it was it was so strange because, you know, I, I've always been the third brother. You know, my my great brother Rusty Wallace, my brother Mike, and I'm the youngest. And uh, I've always, you know, had a little fun chip on my shoulder. I'm the third child. You know, uh, I'm not supposed to be going into the hall, but. Uh, we did a lot, and uh, they called me up, and uh, it was very emotional. Uh, got some goosebumps, shed a tear. It's really weird, Frank, when, when something like that happens, you overcome with emotion, and you're like, and you're like why am I so emotional? You know, uh, but yeah, that's the way it happened. So if, if I remember correctly, even though you're in this incredible racing family, you spent a lot of your time as a mechanic early in your life on your father's race cars, and then you didn't really start competing until you were about 22. Is that correct? 100% correct. You got it right. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, in the Missouri area right here, basically born and raised in the city of St. Louis. I went to Rolla, Missouri for a little bit came back and my dad Russ raced for a hobby but he won all the time and uh you know it just got to be where us boys you know my brother uh Rusty my brother Mike uh, my uncle Gary my mom uh we we enjoyed racing around the local area well we started winning a lot and Rusty said hey let's go NASCAR and yeah so I spent a lot of time helping my family and that's why I started racing so late, because I spent so much time helping my family. What about the dynamic with you and Rusty? I'm sure you're extremely proud of your older brother who had a magnificent career also. But was there a rivalry? Was there What was going on, the dynamics of the Wallace family with the two of you in particular? Yeah, really good question uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, because I, I get asked that question every once in a while. I absolutely, and I know it sounds a little corny, but it's just the way it is. Man, I worship my brothers. Uh, my big brother, Rusty, my brother, Mike, they were always good to me when I grew up in Arnold, Missouri. They were always looking out for me. And when it came time for me to race a little bit, you know, they were there for me. But way before that, man, I mean, I was all in with my dad. I was all in, you know, with my brother, Rusty, my brother Mike. I mean, it got to the point where you know, if if something happened to Rusty on the track and he wasn't going good, I mean, I'd cry. I'm like, oh my god, you know. I mean, I think that's how bad we wanted it. You know, there's an old saying, Father John taught me, "Be careful, young man. Competition will kill you." Well, we were a comp- we were very competitive. You know, we if we lost, it was horrible. So. Uh, I was always all Rusty, all Mike. And I think because I started racing later, you know, I should have been racing at like 12, but I didn't start racing until 22. 
The only reason I got started really and made it to NASCAR was because of Rusty. Rusty started me a team. He rolled out the red carpet. My brother Rusty spent a couple million dollars on me. and uh, But I had started my own racing back here in St. Louis. And, and Rusty saw how much effort I was putting into my own career. And, and he said to me, he goes, you know why I'm helping you? And I said, no, brother, why are you doing all this for me? He says, because you helped me. So, yes, I love Rusty. There's no sibling rivalry, and I've been all Rusty all the time. All right, and here you are at about six decades of life, and you're still getting into the car. Why? Why? You know, uh, I I will not be long-winded, but I'm going to go somewhere where you you won't – a lot of people won't understand – my grandma, my grandpa died of heart attacks, you know, high cholesterol. My dad died of high cholesterol, eating sticks of butter back in the day, born in the 30s. Man, I watched my family members die, and I said, I'm going to do everything I can do. So I'm in really, really good shape. Now, listen, I'm not a football athlete, but I live on, you know, good food. I eat good food and I'm in great shape and I'm 60 and I feel like I'm 45, you know? Uh, and I, I had great advice from great athletes and their, their advice to me was, man, be careful with that big R word, be careful return. Uh, and you know what? The reason I'm racing right now is because I'm super competitive. I win. I'm the oldest driver out there, but I mean, I literally kick their ass and I take pride in it. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I really do. You know, I mean, it, it, I have people come up to me all the time and they go, man, I want to do as good as you at your age. And uh, I go fast right away. And the real reason I'm doing it, Frank, is because it gives me something to do. You know, the other guys, you know, Ozzie Smith, he's golfing. That's fine. Let Ozzy golf. You know, I'm going to race. Uh, all those, all those. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Your your guys, they all golf. That's all they do. Yeah. Well, so I'm just going to race. I'm, I'm going to race. You know, and that's that's the deal. You know, um, Mike Schmidt, the Hall of Fame third baseman, used to say that when he went to the plate. He was really yeah. analytical and mechanical and really just analyzed things. And when he'd get into slumps, it would just kill him. And then in the field, though, it was completely opposite. It was all instinctual, just let it happen. And I'm wondering if I could draw a similarity with you. Um, as a racer, you know, you are really organized and you, you think out the process and you know exactly what to do. you got a game plan. And then you oppose that or you contrast that with your broadcasting career and you just let it hang and it's all instinctual. And I'm not saying it came easy, but it seems like when you're on the air, it came easy. For the people who don't know it, you had a tremendous career, Fox National, doing races. That was all natural. You just let it all hang out, right? Yes, 100%. I I had a – there was a really good racer. He's still alive, the great Ned Jarrett. I gave a speech and he said, how are you able to do that? You know, he said, I went to Dale Carnegie class, and I, I said, man, I was just born like that. You know, I, if I walk in a room and it's real quiet, I can't take that. You know, I gotta, there's got to be happiness involved. Hey, how are you doing? 
Uh, and then when, when Fox Sports, uh, you know, Eric Shanks, the president of Fox out in L.A., you know, he, he hired Joe Buck and, you know, Troy Aikman. He said, you know why we're asking you to come to work for Fox Sports? And I said, I have no idea. And he told me, it was funny, he goes, because you have a lot to say. In other words, I'm the mouth of the South. You know, I do a lot of talking. But, you know, I love the sport that I'm in, and it's very easy to talk about the sport that you love because in a, in a weird way, Frank, and it's kind of like, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. I mean, Frank, you know everything. It's It's not – it's just because you do. You live, eat, and breathe all sports, whether it's Mizzou right now or the Cardinals or, you know, the Blues or local high school. You just know everything, and that's the way I am. Man, I know everything about racing, and I don't even got to try because I live, eat, and breathe it. Yeah, I don't even got to study. Um, so, yes, be, because I live, eat, and breathe the sport, it, it becomes second nature to me. I was born hyperactive. You know, they had me on Ritland. They took me off Ritland. So, I, you know, I just kind of go hard all the time, you know. And I, and I see you the same way. There's no wearing you out. I mean, you walk a mile a minute. You, you're digging all the time. And I'm kind of I'm kind of cut the same cloth you are. You know, you don't ever give up. And I notice you don't ever slow down. Uh, I'm getting a text from one of my friends who went to Fox High School right about the time you went to Fox High School, and he says he he didn't remember seeing you a lot at Fox High School. <laughs> so I graduated. Uh, I graduated in 1981. Uh, I am in the uh, you know the Fox High School Hall of Fame. So are a lot of other great athletes. You know, uh, out of Fox came uh, you know uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, players, you know, a, a lot of great, uh, you know, Olympics. Uh, it is shocking. I mean, and I'm sure it's that way all over the city of St. Louis. But it is amazing to go to the Fox High School Hall of Fame and, and look. And, I mean, there's torches in there from the Olympics. It's like, whoa, you know. But uh, Fox was a part of my path. Listen, I didn't need to go to high school. They made me go, okay? Because I, you know what I mean, Frank. I knew I knew what I was going to do when I was twelve years old. Yeah, you know. I mean, I you know they say they say that one of the biggest issues in life is a man a man is thirty two years old and he still doesn't know what he wanted to do. Hell, I knew what I was going to do at nine. I'm like, I'm going to be a race car driver. So Fox High School, I love it. And I do a lot with them, but you know, I could I could have I could have quit school early and been just fine, and it was in my way. And uh, but I do love everybody at Fox. I help them financially to this day, but I love Fox, and it was it was a good part of my life. All right, you um, went on your Twitter, and by the way. Your Twitter is just unbelievable. You give, uh, you show you in food contest, all auto racing related, <laughs> just everything is yeah. great. And you have three hundred and sixty-five thousand, three hundred and sixty-five thousand followers. And uh, the other day, you had a really great post about a young man that I met in your garage about six months ago who's got some health concerns, and you have raised a blank ton of money for him. Tell our listeners what's going on here. Yeah, Frankie Rollins out of uh, uh, Farmington, Missouri, you know, down that way. Uh, his nickname is Jughead, just a, a, 
You know, we all get nicknames. So Frankie came down with chronic pancreatitis and started losing an enormous amount of weight out of nowhere and really concerned us. So Frankie has been to every chronic pancreatitis doctor in the city of St. Louis. He's been to St. Louis University. He's been to Missouri Baptist. He's been to Dr. Lang, and we are having one hell of a time. Uh, so Dr. Dr. Lang is well-known. If you Google top chronic pancreatitis doctors, uh, and if Dr. Lang is listening or anybody knows him, we're begging for help. I mean, we're on our, he's on his deathbed. And uh, so Dr. Lang said, we cannot do anything for you. We're going to refer you to the Mayo Clinic. Well, Frank, Frankie's poor, okay, and that's sad to say. But I help him out all I can, and we're, we are doing everything we can to get him to the Mayo Clinic. And we raised right around 150 grand. We can raise way more. I told Frank, I said, Frankie, we can raise you a quarter of a million dollars right now, but damn it, we gotta, we gotta get you fixed. So, you know, I'm, I'm begging all the doctors right now in the city of St. Louis. You know, be a hero. Be a hero. If you're that damn smart, help my friend. But right now, Dr. Lang and, you know, uh, they've all given up on Frankie. We don't know what's wrong with you. we got to refer you to the Mayo Clinic. And, you know, I'm hyperactive, and it's going on two weeks. My friend's dying. I mean, and he's barely – he's going to the racetracks with me to keep him alive. The racing community is awesome. Uh, you know, they're doing fundraisers. But, man, I, I need St. Louis University. I need Barnes Jewish Hospital. You know, if you all are that damn good, fix my friend. You know, but unfortunately, uh, it's sad to say, you know, we all know what this is all about anymore. Hospitals, all they do is refer you to, you know, Suite 2A over here, some specialist. And I'm pissed off. I really am because the health industry is so specialized now. And uh, I, I need help, and I need to save my friend's life. It's extremely hard to watch my friend die, and he's dying. And the Mayo, you know, they got thousands of people in line. There's thousands of people. You know, everybody's flashing a million dollars. Hell, I, I'm talking to the Mayo Clinic. I'm like, dude, I got a hundred grand cash right now. You know, it's sad as all get out. But if there's anybody in St. Louis. You know, Dr. Lane says, I can't do no more, and he's super famous. Just Google him. So uh, I hate to do this, but, uh, you know, you started it, and I appreciate you doing that for me, Frank. But my buddy's dying. He feels like he's got six months left to live. Oh, boy. It's super hard, super hard for me to watch him go dying. Well, we wish you luck with that. And anybody wants more information, go to Kenny Wallace's Twitter, at Kenny underscore Wallace. One more thought before we let you go. NASCAR this week, they go to Texas for the uh, they go to the Texas Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, and Denny Hamlin have been the winners. How do you uh, break down this race on Sunday, which will be broadcast on Channel Five? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, NBC doing a great job. Uh, you know, Dale Jr. and they got a great group there. Uh, you know, so I'll be going down there. I'm going to be leaving tomorrow. My plane leaves at five o'clock. We'll be doing our pre-race show on the front straightaway in front of all the fans. You know, what's exciting, Frank, is there's 12 people left in the playoffs. Every three races, we get rid of four. 
and all this comes to an end, you know, right around early November. So uh, it's exciting because there's so many great races and race car drivers that there's not a favorite. We just had a big shocking blow. We just kicked out, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick, our champion, and, of course, Joey Logano, our two-time champion, because they had some bad luck. So my point is this. They're all really good. The 12 that are left are all winners, and they're all really good. And, man, it's going to come down to the finale in Phoenix, and you just got to watch. And, uh, you know, we I do a YouTube show. I follow up. I let everybody know what's up. But I think right now Denny Hamlin, to answer your question, he's on a hot streak. Denny Hamlin is hot. He's the guy to watch out for. All right, I lied. I got one last one. Uh, somebody, I love it. <laughs> somebody asked me to ask you about this, and I'm glad they did. Um, you are still madly in love with your bride, Kim. We got a lot of yes. husbands out there listening to this. Tell me the secret to your success and why you love her in 60 seconds. Well, I'm 60 years old. The key to my success is uh, I go do my deal. She goes and does her deal. And we meet in bed at night, and we truly love each other. you gotta, you got to stay away from each other a little bit so you can love each other more. The key, the key to marriage and the key to loving each other is you cannot stay glued to each other. you got to give each other a little space so you don't get on each other's nerves all the time. That, that, whole, that whole deal of being glued to each other, that's, that's a false narrative. I, I love my wife right now more than I did when I met her in 1980 at Fox High School. That is awesome. Boy, I got to tell this to Monique because she, she's all over me like a cheap suit 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, di- dinner should be exciting. You know, <laughs> she does her deal, I do my deal. Hey, honey, want to go to dinner? I, I haven't seen you all day. <laughs> yep. You are the best. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. That's great stuff. Well-deserved. We'll talk soon, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Frank. All right. Kenny Wallace.